friendship should be one of the high points of existence, and yet it's also the most routinely disappointing thing we have to deal with. Too often, you're at supper at someone's house. There's an impressive spread and the hosts have evidently gone to a lot of trouble. But the conversation is meandering and devoid of any real interest. It flits from an overlong description of the failings of the in-flight service on a particular airline to a strangely heated discussion about the tax code. The intentions of the hosts are hugely touching, but as so often, we go home wondering what on earth the whole performance was really about. The key to the problem of friendship is to be found in an odd-sounding place, a lack of a sense of purpose. Our attempts at friendship tend to go adrift because we collectively resist the task of developing a clear picture of what friendship might really be for. The problem is that we're unfairly uncomfortable with the idea of friendship having any declared purpose, because we associate purpose with the least attractive and most cynical of motives. Yet purpose doesn't have to ruin friendship, and in fact, the more we define what a friendship might be for, the more we can focus in on what we should be doing with every person in our lives. Or indeed, the more we can helpfully conclude that we shouldn't be with them at all. There are at least four things we might be trying to do with the people we know. Firstly, networking. It's an unfairly maligned idea. We're small, fragile creatures in a vast world. Our individual capacities are entirely insufficient to realise the demands of our imaginations. So of course we need collaborators, accomplices who can align their abilities and energies with ours. This idea of friendship was given a lot of space in classical literature. Take the Argonauts, the legendary ancient Greek tale which traced how a heroic captain called Jason networked in order to assemble a band of friends to sail on the Argo in search of the Golden Fleece. Later, the same idea emerged when Jesus networked to put together a band of twelve disciples with whom he could spread one or two world-changing ideas about forgiveness and compassion. Rather than diminish our own efforts as we hand out our business cards, such prestigious examples can show how elevated and ambitious networking friendships could ideally be. Secondly, reassurance. The human condition is full of terror. We're always on the verge of disgrace, danger and disappointment. And yet, such are the rules of polite conduct that we're permanently in danger of imagining that we are the only ones to be as crazy as we know we are. We badly need friends because with the people we know only superficially, there are few confessions of sexual compulsion or of regret, rage and confusion. These superficial acquaintances refuse to admit that they too are going slightly out of their minds. Yet the reassuring true friend gives us access to a very necessary and accurate sense of their own humiliations and follies, insights with which we can begin to judge ourselves and our sad and compulsive lives slightly more compassionately. Thirdly, fun. Despite talk of hedonism and immediate gratification, life gives us constant lessons in the need to be serious. We have to guard our dignity, avoid looking like a fool and pass as a mature adult. The pressure can become onerous and in the end even dangerous. That's why we constantly need access to people we can trust enough to be silly with them. They might most of the time be training to be a neurosurgeon or advising middle-sized companies about their tax liabilities. But when we're together, we can be therapeutically daft. 
We can put on accents, shared lewd fantasies, or doodle on the newspaper, adding a huge nose and a missing front tooth to the president, or giving the fashion model distended ears and masses of curly hair. The fun friend solves the problem of shame around important but unprestigious sides of ourselves. Fourthly, clarifying our minds. Mm. To a surprising Mm. degree, Mm. it's very hard to Mm. think on our own. The mind is skittish and squeamish. As a result, many issues lie confused within us. We feel angry, but are not sure why. Something is wrong with our job, but we can't pin it down. The thinking friend holds us to the task. They ask gentle but probing questions which act as a mirror that assists us with the task of knowing ourselves. One side effect of getting a bit more precise about what we're trying to do with our social lives is that we're likely to conclude that in many cases we're spending time with people for no truly identifiable good reason. These proto-friends share none of our professional ambitions or interests. They aren't reassuring and may indeed be secretly really very excited by the possibility of our failure. We can't be cathartically silly around them and they aren't in the least bit interested in furthering our or their path to self-knowledge. They are, like so many of the people in our social lives, simply in our orbit as a result of some unhappy accident that we've been too sentimental to correct. We should dare to be a little ruthless in this area. Culling acquaintances isn't a sign that we've lost belief in friendship. It's evidence that we're starting to get clearer and therefore more demanding about what a friendship could really be. In the best way, the price of knowing what friendship is for may be a few more evenings at home in our own company. Oh, I love trash. Anything dirty or dingy or dusty. Anything ragged or rotten or rusty. Yes, I love trash. If you really want to see something trashy, look at this. Throw it in the trash. Throw it in the trash. Hello, MMD. Jason here. Garbage cast conversation. Wish I could come up with a different way to start these. I always say hello or greetings or, or whatever, and I, I feel like I should mix it up a little bit. Maybe I should just scream bloody murder into the microphone or something like that. I'll try that next time. Uh, I know that the topic you sent me is friendship. Friends. Friendship. Uh, I don't know. Is the Michael W. Smith song Friends going to be playing in the background for this? I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, do you even know? Do you even know what that is? I'm sure you'll look it up now. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, friends are friends forever. Uh, thoughts on friendship today as I sit here in the home office. I've been reflecting on this for a couple of days as we have, uh, you know, as I've had a little time and I've been very busy. I haven't been able to come to the recorder and sit here and talk until today, which has been good. It's given me a little extra time to. Uh, consider the subject, consider friendships I've had in the past, friendships I have um, in the present, and um, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of ground to cover, I guess. Uh, I, I guess the first thing I should say is I'm a very uh, I enjoy solitude. I am I don't need a lot of folks in my life. <laughs> I I enjoy my quiet time. I enjoy reading. I enjoy solitary activities. Um, you know, I have the both daughters here and my wife here and three dogs. So there's there's a lot of living beings that are, you know, um, I, that I must uh, you know interact with at all times. So I'm, it's not like I'm lonely or anything to that point. 
Uh, I have uh, my father, who I do stuff for. Uh, I have uh, friends that I see occasionally. I don't uh, go out with any regularity and do a whole lot of stuff. Uh, I have my podcasting friends that are flung far off in far off places that I happen to talk to now and then as I talk to you uh, remotely, either through Twitter or uh, other folks that I talk to, some through Slack, even though I haven't been on Slack a lot lately because it's been... It seems like Slack is at its busiest during the day when I'm at my busiest doing other stuff and I just don't have the time to to do much lately because work has been so busy. But, um, you know, it, it, it seems like I have more uh, remote uh, friendship slash, you know, uh, confidants, friends slash confidants that I would interact with through Twitter or different means than I do here in person. Here in person, uh, it is mostly family, uh, folks that I interact with, uh, you know, through, uh, that I know as other parents in the school. Um, I don't have any long-term friends that I talk to on a regular basis from, uh, you know, high school or college anymore. Uh, all of those, all of those folks went off in other directions. Or the friendships just sort of faded out over time, which I think is just a natural, uh, you know, things that happen when you're at, at my age, when you're, you know, 30 years out of, almost 30 years out of high school and almost, you know, 35 years out of college or 25 years out of college, you know, and the fact a lot of people move away from this, from home and they rarely come back, and especially we are at the age where our our parents are passing away and stuff, and there's no need to come back home. You know, it's um, that that uh, that connection point has vanished. So you know, uh, you've established your life elsewhere, so you don't need to come back here. And also, I don't go to like reunions or anything where I would gather with people that might end up coming back uh, home for any reason. I, I've I moved away from my hometown. I'm close enough, you know, within an hour to go back there as I need to, um, you know, an hour of driving time because of the traffic e- each way. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't hang out in my hometown at all. I don't go back for, uh, you know, I stopped going back for functions at school, different things, even though you know, with my daughter being in band now, I was I was able to see like my former band director. You know, different people. Uh, you know, some people I graduated with that. Um, you know, I I know that uh, you know through band and and stuff like that. So you know, I'm I'm still I still see people, but I guess the uh, this has just been a very roundabout way to say, uh, you know, I have not done my best to preserve, uh, you know, friendships, uh, you know, that were like long-term friendships. I, I, I never, I never went the extra mile to try to stay connected. If it wasn't for Facebook, uh, I, people would have just thought I'd vanished pretty much, uh, you know, except for the occasional people that I might see around here. Uh, you know, I'm closest to my family and of course, my uh, virtual podcasting friends that I may happen to see occasionally, uh, but not that often. And I'm I'm good with that. Uh, you know, some people uh, don't need to be. I, I'm I guess I'm just one of those people that don't need. 
constant interaction in person. I'm I'm happy, you know, focusing my time on my wife and daughters, and then I'm busy enough to where there's not a whole lot of extra time, and the social connections that I have beyond that uh, typically have to do with things that my wife and daughters are involved in. And then family responsibilities. So, and, and, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe everybody my age is out, you know, every night goofing it up and, uh, meeting up at the, at the bar or meeting up at the wherever. <laughs> Who knows? You know, partay, partay on, uh, I, I doubt that's the case, but who, who knows? I, I, I really don't know. You know, um, I, uh, I'm, I'm happy in the evening, uh, with my recliner back reading a good book. And, uh, you know, that's kind of my downtime. Uh, I interact with people all day long at work. So, you know, it's just, uh, I only have room to pay attention to so much and to so many people. And then uh, my podcasting friendships, you know, I, I feel are, you know, they're perfect for what I have to give and to invest in. I, I think, we, like with you, uh, this is what we do in the Garbage Cast Conversations. We talk directly to each other and you eavesdrop. So I'm, I'm addressing MMD, not you, the listener. Uh, you know, I feel like I know you very well through these conversations, through our messaging back and forth, even though we've only been in the same place, you know, a handful of times. Uh, and that was when I was up in uh, Hamilton in 2015. And we have not seen each other in person since. Uh, but, you know, this is the same way it is with a lot of the people I work with because I work remotely. I work at home. So I happen to maybe see people I work with once a year. There's people I've worked with 15, 16 years I've never seen in person. You know, and, of course, it's a, it's a pretty big company, and we're spread out across two, two countries, you know, so that, that's easy for that to happen. But, uh, you know, there's people in my own department I've never met that I've worked with for years, you know, that I've been on conference calls with weekly that I've never been in the same room with. Uh, and, and then that's, uh, you know, that's going on over a decade now. <laughs> so, uh, and I think that the, my personality type... I don't know if this is the way you wanted this to go, but, uh, you know, with my personality type, I'm well suited to working alone. I, uh, you know, I do sometimes want to get out and just to hear other voices, to hear noise. I may go work at the Starbucks or I may go to the library. I'm, you know, I may just happen to get out a little bit during the day because, you know, finally being at home, the silence, it does, it does sort of wear on you after a while. But for the most part, I'm, I'm pretty happy kind of flying solo. Now, I wouldn't want to, you know live completely alone and, you know, be out in the middle of nowhere. I have to have, I have to have interaction. I have to have things to do. I, I just think that, uh, you know, I don't overdo it. Uh, you know, I know what I am capable of. Uh, I know the level of uh, intimacy I am able to handle with people. You know, I'll, I can share X amount of who I am on the podcast, the other podcast, or whatever I happen to be on, and I can be comfortable with that. I can write about myself and my thoughts on the blog, and I can be comfortable sharing that with whoever. Uh, but, you know, when I do, would I want to call somebody every day and have those discussions? Would I want to meet somebody at the coffee shop, you know, once a week and have those in depth discussions? 
I don't know that I have that sort of uh, level, uh, you know, that availability of commitment at this point in my life. There's not an open slot for another person to come in and sit down and and uh, be a major, you know, take in 10-15% of my life at this point. Um, I, you know, and I know a lot of people that have a lot of friends, real life, not just virtual ones. <laughs> And they know a lot of people, and they're doing stuff all the time. And, you know, that that, that interaction would wear me out. Uh, the conversation can just, it, it sometimes, uh, you know, it can just wear me out. Um, and I think that, that that might be some of the issues I've had in social media at times. When I see the flurry of messages, um, things that people post and share, and, and, and it's all kinds of topics, and it's all kinds of frustrations, it's all kinds of this, all kinds of that. And sometimes I think it just it just wears me out, you know, because I am the kind of person that thinks about, you know, if I sit down and I have a conversation with somebody, I'm the kind of person that kind of thinks about, and maybe everybody, I, I guess everybody is like this, I, I don't know, but, um, you know, I invest in that moment, I invest in their story, and, and I'll reflect on it when I'm done with that conversation, when I move on. Uh, and it's not just wiped out of my head, you know. It's like I, I build this database as I <laughs> as I get to know people, and you have buy-in, and I only have so much room to have so much buy-in, I, I guess. To have that, to ex express that amount of energy, I only have so much energy. And and also, I don't like, uh, I don't want to be a burden, you know. I, I don't want to. Uh, I guess the podcast it is sort of my outlet, uh, you know, my personal podcast. It's sort of my outlet for, you know, the, here's what's on my mind. Here's what I need to get out. Uh, I don't feel like I have anything so important that I really have to confide in somebody secretly, um, which is, I guess, another thing that a, an intimate friendship would allow you to do. You know, like I need to bounce this idea off you know, the bros, and find out what's everybody thinking, you know, I'm just not at that point, I'm self-sufficient, and inwardly pointed enough to where I just, I don't need that, now, you could say that friendship-wise, I've been burned in the past, I have been burned in the past, and, and I would let people run over me to a fault. That that was always my problem early in life. I, I would invest so much into people, and I, I was really a pushover. I would forgive people, and forgive people, and forgive people, and forgive people, and always put myself, you know, last. And if something happened that I didn't like, I would just push right through it. And I wouldn't say anything about it, just because I didn't want to jeopardize the, the friendship. And just because I always tried to give people so much benefit of the doubt that the whole friendship would end up being based on benefit of the doubt. Uh, and and not, I wouldn't say it was not standing up for myself as much as it was that I just didn't want to, I didn't want to hurt somebody, I didn't want to push somebody away. Um, you know, and I, I think it comes from, uh, you know, I don't want to go into any any detail, any, any, any sad, somber stories here. But I, I think when you deal with loss early on, a, a lot of significant loss, I'd say there were two or three people that were, that meant an awful lot to me in my high school years that just went just like that. Very, very, very close together. 
and it was a very once that happens you you really don't want to keep letting more people in because you don't want to you don't want to go through that loss more but also you want to hold on to the people that you have in your life so you'll let them get away with whatever <laughs> to preserve those friendships and and preserve those relationships and you you will sit back and you won't say the things that need to be said in, in the spirit of not having to endure more loss. And I definitely was guilty. I was definitely guilty of that. And I think that uh, a lot of friendships that I probably should have preserved uh, from high school and college, I, I was ready to get away from the whole deal because I was I was trying to run from my own past um, hurt, pain, loss. You know the whole the whole gambit. And I, I really just, I felt if I could just break clean of, like, my situations, in, in high school and college especially, and move on with my life, move forward with my life, leave a lot of that behind. Now, this is before Facebook. This is before you could stay connected to people on the Internet and stuff. That came back around later. I, I you know, and my fault. That was the way, that's the way I felt. That's the way that it, that it went. So, you know, I, I, I turned my back on a lot of friendships that I could have kept and chose to be, you know, um, I wouldn't say a loner, but more invested in just the now. And, you know, in, in, in one manner that, in one, in one way that the people who knew you then are separated from you. It's, it, and it's hard to go back to that. I also don't want to be judged by who I was in high school and college. I, you know, that's so long ago now that that's now a moot point. But, you know, when you're just out of those situations, I, I was just at a point where I wanted to break free. And that meant leaving a lot of people behind. And I get brief glimpses of them on Facebook and stuff, and I still don't really invest a lot of time, uh, you know, trying to restore those relationships and stuff. Um, you know, I'm just cool you know, being who I am. Now, on the other side of that coin now, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more vocal and a lot more, I'll stand up for myself a lot more now. And I, and I think people that I know in my life currently, they probably don't appreciate that as much. I'm probably looked at, if you knew me personally and you knew me every day of the week and you were here and you lived here, uh, you would probably see me as, you know, I think I put off the vibe as the kind of person that won't put up with a lot of crap. And I don't know that that helps me, you know, especially in my extended family much. I'm probably not the most popular, you know, person there because I won't, you know, I don't go to like family dinners and talk about politics and how I feel and opinions and stuff, but I will certainly shoot something down if I don't agree with it. And I won't, I just won't sit there and... You know, uh, if if something happens that I find offensive, you know, or I don't even know how to describe it, but that's something I don't agree with, I'm going to say something. And if somebody says something to me that, you know, I find is judgmental or something, I'm, I'm going to probably rip their head off. Before I even consider, <laughs> you know, that's just my first reaction is, I, I, you know, I'm just at the age where I just feel like I don't have time for that anymore. You know, I think that if we, everybody should get along and everybody should be happy and, and we don't need to, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. And I, I, I have been, 
yeah, I think that the fact that I, for a lot of my early years that I sat back and said nothing many times when I should have, I think now I've gone to the other dial where there's been times where I said things that I shouldn't have in the spirit of self-preservation too much. You know, I, I don't think I have found that happy medium. So for the most part, I try to be silent and reflective and, you know, I, I try to have a, um, I try to have this, uh, I try to give people a few inches before I just say, look, boom, stop right there. You don't need to go any further. You know, stuff like that. It's, it, it you know. I don't know how to describe it, honestly. And I, I stumble over my words because I don't know exactly how to how to verbalize how I feel at this point. Uh, you know, things happen in, in friendships with people, and you can either ignore them and let them pass, or you can acknowledge them and, and call them out, and you can hope for the best, and sometimes things will fall one way, and sometimes things won't, won't fall, you know, will fall the wrong way. And that's just the um, that's just the price you pay, you know. And even in the last few years, I can think of times uh, with people I know when when I was really tempted to say something like, "Geez, you know, get a grip," or "Geez, uh, stop taking things so seriously," and I didn't. And you know, I slowly let those ideas pile up in my mind to where they finally did something that pushed me over the edge. And I was like, "Look, well." you know, bite me. I, I don't, <laughs> you know, you, this is the, this is the, uh, the final straw of, uh, of 10 straws that none of them I agreed with, but here's the straw I'm going to pick to, you know, uh, spit a spit wad back in your face with, you know, it's, um, it, you, you just have to, it's tough, you know, friendships are tough, relationships are tough, um, self-preservation is tough, uh, you know, uh, not taking yourself too seriously is tough. Uh, understanding uh, that it what other people think of you is not the end all be all is is tough, and uh, not thinking too much of yourself I think is is tough. It, there's a lot of different. Um, I don't know exactly the right word for it, but there's a, a lot of different. Uh, thoughts that you have to have in order to be a, uh, a human day-to-day. -day. There's a lot of considerations you must take in. And I think for me, at this point in my life, uh, I understand myself uh, to a pretty good point. At almost 45, I think I, I, think I get who I am. I think I, I get to the level of relationships and friendships I'm capable of having. I think that I am at that point in my life where I I understand my capabilities and what I'm incapable of, uh, what I can be considerate of, what what pushes me over the line, you know, what goes too far. I, I have to establish boundaries uh, with certain people because of you know how I truly feel and but what I have to you know. <laughs> I'm turning friendship into a science as I hear myself talk back in this and I, I feel like uh, that's probably not the way to be so you've caught me sort of uh, you know as I've brainstormed into this 21 minutes of talking about it I you know I see that I 
I'm still evolving, even at this age. I, I still have uh, a lot. Uh, I still have to decide what is, um, you know, what is best for me. Where do I where do I see myself in ten years? What kind of friendships do I see myself having? What kind of uh, interactions do I see myself having with people? Is it okay to be sort of uh, withdrawn and an introvert? Which is totally the opposite of personality that you would think it would take to come to sit in front of a microphone and talk about your personal thoughts and your feelings all the time and do it episode after episode for almost 400, 400 episodes. Uh, you know, it seems to conflict with that idea, but there's a lot of safety when you're just talking into a microphone and nobody is talking back. I think that's why podcasting suits introverts very well because, uh, you know, you're there by yourself and you can't really see the audience unless you try to visualize them. And uh, sometimes I visualize them and I, I cringe and I try to break that out of my mind, <laughs> you know, so, uh, and yet I've, uh, you know, I'm comfortable in a room full of people. I'm comfortable speaking to a room full of people. You know, there's a lot of um, contradiction and I, I work best, you know, I do my best to just try to uh, you know, maintain the friendships I have, give what I feel I'm capable of giving, and try to uh, understand and adapt when I'm pulled out of my comfort zone. So there you go. I mean, uh, you know, Dr. Dave could sit here and go, oh my goodness, you know, probably do a whole study on the mind of Jason, you know, but I think animals probably are easier to understand, so might want to stick with that. So... <laughs> I don't even understand myself sitting here talking about it all this time, but uh, I'm afraid to go back and play it back and hear myself and go, oh my goodness, Jason, you desperately need more therapy. So there you go. Uh, here, uh, I'm going to end it. <laughs> Let's just stop it right here. I hope this is kind of what you wanted. If not, you can always uh, reach back out to me, and if that's the case, probably nobody will ever hear this. If this does go out, uh, well, uh, you know, I, I, I just have to say that I don't think I'm as goofy and uh, you know, as I feel like right now after hearing myself say all of that. I, I, I think there is a level of normality here that it just doesn't feel normal when you talk about yourself for 25 minutes. I hope. Okay, I'm off. Uh, talk to you again next time. Let's do something simpler next time. Something, uh, maybe we can talk about hand tools or something.
Check, check, one, two. All right. Going. Don't let it fall till you need your ball. That rhymes. Good girl. Now stick. Okay. I think I've had plenty of time to ruminate on the subject. Let's see if I can do this in one go. Bring your ball, let's go. Okay. Not that way. This way. Oh, it's windy. At the Brampton Golf Course, this is the MD. Another garbage cast conversations. This week's topic is friendship. And as I've said, I think I've had plenty of time to ruminate on this. I'm using the 3D mics, and it is windy that I'm using. Uh, Built-in windscreens. Is that a dog? Is that a tree? I have no idea. Tilt! Come! Come on! Well, that's a person with the dog. Interesting. It was small dog. Come on. It's just to say just at the top of this hill. I think that's the case. I'm kind of sandwiched in between two sets of dog walkers. So friendship. Even though I've had plenty of time to think about this, I don't know where to begin with this subject. So I'll start at the beginning. When I was small, I didn't have that many friends. I went to an English school for like kindergarten. And then I went to a French immersion school that was much further away. So I had a different set of friends. And my bond with them wasn't very strong. 
the it was mostly like a lot of birthday parties where kids would expect shit like Power Ranger Megazords and you'd have to come up with a way of buying them and they were expensive as fuck Ugh. as a result the kid that I would have considered my best friend who lives across the street from me directly diagonally um, we didn't talk when I went to French immersion it was senior kindergarten I think I started French immersion and then from there to grade 3 and then grade 4 I came back to my home school I think by that time it was already too late hierarchies were like established and stuff coming into grade 4 I was just bullied just like anybody else though but I didn't have like a Super Nintendo or the trappings of most kids, so there's a lot of just bike riding. And then eventually they start hanging out with other people again. So I was by myself a lot. And I think that's how I approach friendship. I try to be as self-sufficient. I don't have that many friends. The ones I do have are usually from high school. I've maintained at least an acquaintance level of friendship. I don't have anybody I super hang out with quite a bit. And so, I, I don't consider friendship as something necessary. I mean, I have every, everybody out there in Twitter I talk to. I have you. I have family and my lady friend. Pilly, all various sounding boards, various effectiveness, but I don't really consider a core group of, of friends. I hang out with my brother's friends. They become like them. But I haven't. effectively maintain and fostered friendships. To generate that kind of loyalty and camaraderie.
I guess that rolls filled. By my lady friend, who is my partner in everything. Ah, I'm old. I think that's what I would consider friendship. Somebody who's willing to help you do stuff. And you would do stuff for. Otherwise, I'd think they're more of a acquaintance. Even my least like friend, I'd still do stuff for. I don't think it's all just material transactional exchange. I'm just saying. What is, I guess if I'm going to state some sort of criteria, I'm going to have to quantify it in some way. What is it, the level of triviality in terms of the, the thing that you're trying to achieve? I think a friend, somebody, if you call them, Barring some sort of geographical barrier you could call and they would hang out. I mean, there's certain other things, but I guess caveats. I guess geographical and life gets in the way and stuff. But I mean, in most cases, a real friend is there to help you move or help paint a house or pull down the drywall of your basement, help you move. Uh, I think I've already said that, right? Like, you're talking like a, a, a fresh, uh, a flesh and blood, real life, local, true friend. They would help you do stuff. I mean, you'd have to give them notice. I don't think it would be like, that ride or die, I think that's more like a girlfriend role. Uh, and that level of access has that level of responsibility. But I'm talking about a friendship, an actual platonic. No, I don't think that's the. But I mean, like, a run-of-the-mill textbook French.
And since we brought up geography, I think I just jostled the mic. If they were in the vicinity and you were like, you're not doing anything, you want to go hang out, they would hang out with you. So long as they're in the same area. So I think that would apply. I don't know, I, I find I'm short of, of friends. It's few and far between. I don't know. It's me or just I'm a very insular all about me and my own world kind of person. Probably the latter. So I've come to learn that people that I've thought were friends aren't really friends. And then it also goes the other way too. Come on, let's go. You want to talk about friendship? Dog's a man's best friend or person's best friend. That's just a given. Two ride or die type people or things basically. Your partner and then your dog. It's just me. This is how I feel. Uh So yeah, I don't know. I think I've talked about this subject enough. I hope I talked about this subject enough. I feel super alienated right now, coming off of this subject. Thinking about friendship. I don't know. I'm very paranoid. I think there's also levels of like friendship. You can be like like a degree in black like belt uh, degree in black belts and the degree of friendship based on the strength of a bond of said friendship, uh, history. I think that's also fair. Hey! No, sit! Sit! Do not like that noise. I also think it's an important to state. Hey, sit. Oh, there's a person. I didn't see that person. Thanks.
you. Let's go this way. Now I have to go pick up this spot somewhere else. Go! Why do you always run into people? I'm trying to finish this podcast. So what were we saying? There's levels. We cover the basic tenets. Defines a friendship. Mood about said subject. I think we've covered everything. I just want to say, in the mud, the Brampton Golf Course, this is the MD, this has been another garbage cast. This one's about friendship. Another one's in the can. Dump it.